Welcome to Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It's got a new name. What do you think about that, Shelly? I think you gotta say Dragon Talk. Dragon Talk. Yep. I'm Greg Tito. I'm Shelly Mazanoble. Hey, it's good to see you. You're good to see you too. All right, that's it. That's okay. our show. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, we're talking to a friend of the show, Wolfgang Bauer. He's officially a friend of the show, yeah. as this is his second. In like three months? Second uh, appearance. Yeah. Appearance? Appearance. But is that what we, we'd say? Yeah. On a podcast? You can say an appearance. All right. Yeah. I don't know the technical term, but he's coming back. In, he's coming back. I know. I know. He's a good guy because he's local. He's good to talk to in person. He's got good stories. He's got good stories. Yep. He does good work. He's the good people. So we'll talk to him and all about the wonderful stuff that Cobalt Press is doing yep. on the Dungeon Masters Guild and in general. Yeah, so you can find lots of their stuff on the Dungeon Masters Guild, no? It's, yeah, a lot of stuff. Good. It's good stuff. Um, but some other announcements. Uh, we, of course, have a new name for this podcast. It's called Dragon Talk. Uh, all of the same content is here. We kind of just cleaned up a little bit of the early uh, live play sessions with uh, Penny Arcade and PvP. Uh, you can check that out on Dungeon Delve, uh, which is a new podcast feed featuring all of those old things put together by our wonderful friend Ryan. Thanks, Ryan, for doing all that. Thanks, Ryan. No prop, guys. Um, it's, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thanks, Ryan. Uh, it's been uh, really great uh, to see. Actually, I went through all the history of the old Penny Arcade uh, Acquisitions Incorporated episodes and really delved into the history. I always liked it was How a fan. How far back are you going? All Please. the way to 2008. Really? Yeah, all the way to when they started, which was like kind of crazy to think about. That was like the first, you know, live play yeah. recording stuff uh, that anybody was doing. Um, and, you know, we, there was no such thing. Well, I guess YouTube was still around, but nobody really was getting into video. I remember like listening that. to those on my way home from work. Yeah. I remember listening to them on uh, uh, while I was like playing World of Warcraft. Oh. Which was like in my, my, my deep World of Warcraft days. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty geeky. It's pretty geeky. Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, it was. They were so funny. And I, I learned so much about the game. And, and about hearing them play. Myself. And I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> I know who I am now. It's true. Thank you, Penny Arcade. So go check out Dungeon Delve. Give it uh, a good rating or a review if you get a chance to. Uh, it's a new feed, so it's always going to be a little bit difficult for people to discover and find it. So all that stuff helps. Um, we'll be on uh, iTunes uh, alongside uh, this podcast. Uh, and, of course, you can give us a rating or review here for this one. That always helps as well. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't know if we have any other announcements. We've got something exciting coming on June First. Well? Yes. I don't want to say more than that. Are but it's kidding? on June 1st. You should tune in uh, to the Twitch uh, Wizards of the Coast channel. I don't even know if I know what it is. What? The June 1st. June 1st? What's the... It's amazing. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. I'm, I'm pulling the wool over Shelly's eyes. I've been so immersed in, you know, field marshalling Avalon Hill stuff. I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, I know what it is. Meltdown. I know what it is. Oh, it's so awesome. It. That is the that is the coolest. It's gonna be very cool. Um, and we'll go into more detail next week. I'm pretty sure. Got it. If we haven't already. <clears throat> so, kind of speaking of Hollywood-ish things. Stuff, yeah. Is I I haven't had time to Google this, but Bart just told me today, Dan Harmon has a new show. Yeah. In the works. Several. That I is. Think. So, well, one of them is supposed to be. It's billed as like a Thomas the Train for adults. Yeah. Is this true? I have seen that, and it kind of looks like a April Fool's joke. They're vehicles with faces, but, I mean, but and if it's not true, it should be. 
I, I, don't, I don't have the connection to Thomas the Tank Engine that you guys do. Sad but true. It is sad. Yeah. I'm much more into the Daniel Tiger or the... Uh, we do a Daniel every now and yeah, again. Yeah, I like the Daniel. What's Noble into? Does he watch Octonauts. anything? Octonauts. Octonauts is good. I don't know that one. Yeah, that one's a little bit uh, a little bit more adventure actually. Yeah, that we're, makes sense for Noble. We're re-watching Shrek a lot now. Like the movies? Like mm-hmm. Movies? And then there's like the Shrek stories, which is on Netflix, which is a uh-huh. bunch of little vignettes. They're hysterical. I've never seen them That's before. Crazy. So funny. This is totally random non sequitur because we're talking about kid shows, but did you know that Daniel Tiger, Blue's Clues, uh, the show on Amazon called Wishing Poof, um, God, another show. There's like five or six awesome kids shows that, uh, oh, that one I told you about, um, uh, uh, Peep in the Big Wide World. Yeah. They're all created and or uh, executive produced by the same lady. No way. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing that she's got this, like, such a great track she's record. She's got the magic touch. Yeah. And my girls love her shows. Um, I bet Quinn would, too. Yeah. Daniel, I love Daniel Tiger. I yeah. mean, I feel like I can just sit back with a glass of wine and not have to worry about teaching my kid anything because Daniel does it for me. It's true. Yeah. And it's all in song. It's all in song. And he repeats these little songs. And if every now and again, he'll you do know, something. I'm like, what would Daniel say? We should do that for, on, on our podcast. Man, you got to you gotta try new food because it might be good. We should teach people about, like, you know, obscure Dungeons and Dragons rules through song. Yes. Yeah. If you want to grapple, <laughs> all you got to do is punch your friend. I don't know. I'm just making that up. That's the anti-Daniel Tiger song. That's the anti-Daniel Tiger song. That's what we'll do. If someone tries to grapple you, what you gonna tell do? an adult. Oh, or oh. that. What? Okay, we have to work on our kids' programming. <laughs> That's what we're going to work on for the next uh, hour but during I our like podcast it. with yeah. Wolfgang. So thanks for joining us. Oh, Wolfgang would be fun to do that with, actually. Well, uh, we get into it a bit. Uh, his his musical talents and his theatrical background. You don't know that. <laughs> I do know that because we already talked. All right, so <laughs> let's talk to him for now, for reals. For reals. Okay. I was unaware of the Hall and Oates rule. It's not really a rule so much as just highly encouraged. It helps. It helps Shelly work puts through me some at things. Ease. I, <laughs> I am so not the karaoke no, guy. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing not, Hall and Oates. Oh. <laughs> oh. Maybe he needs a little more upbeat, Hall and Oates. Yeah. Can we get, you know, Cindy Lauper, the Go Go's, something totally poppy? Oh, wow. Also from the 80s, though. I mean, yeah, like yeah. you're in the same strata there. Yeah. When I think like Geneva, I think of the Go Go's. Really? I could tell you the story of my friend with the motorboat. Wait a minute. Geneva. Let's start recording. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I might want to hear this. recording for a while. This whole oh, hey. time. All right, good. All right. Welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm Greg Tito, and I have someone else here on my right. Wait a minute. I'm on the right. That's right. That's, that's me, you. Shelley Mazzanoble. We have someone on my left-ish as ah, well. Yeah, it's me, Wolfgang Bauer. Hi, Wolfgang. You just totally skipped Ryan. Oh, yeah, we're also Ryan. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Sound engineer, man. Aww. Aww. Well, it's great to have you back. It's uh, great to be back. It, so you came back. Oh, I, mean, I know. You tried to scare back. me off, but no. Yeah. I've seen worse, man. Really? We got to work on our game, Tito. We got to be scarier? Yeah. Let me tell my stupid raccoon Legendary. story last time. <laughs> that that raccoon story got some traction, though. <laughs> it did. It was written up in I'll uh, be statting it out. And hey, <laughs> statting the counter actually. on a bridge. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. This could work. April 1 is coming. <laughs> it's always on its way. It's always on its way. It's only 11 oh. and a half months from now. Right. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Plan uh, now. But no, yeah, we're glad that you, I mean, you're, you're local here to us, so it makes total sense to... Uh, I'm, I'm local. I'm always happy. I can find the offices. I know how to get to them. That's good. Unlike sure. some. Yeah. And Unlike some who can't <laughs> use maps. We're very close to Ikea. If you ever just, you know, I come down here. Stuff from the Ikea. meatballs are excellent. Uh, meatballs. <laughs> a little more shelving Italia. for my game books. Yes. I need a lot of that. Yeah. And what else do I need from Ikea? See, you always need stuff from Ikea, and you're never near an Ikea. Do you ever think that the are. Ikea uh, stole the layout of their store from D&D? I mean, it is mm. very labyrinthine. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't get you out very easily. There are shortcuts. There right? are shortcuts for the smart Not without risk, though. It's true. You could fall into you a... You take a shortcut, and you're like, God damn it, I missed the wooden spoons. And then they all fall on you. <laughs> they could. I yeah. like to think there's less bloodshed at an Ikea. Yeah. Well, not during that half-yearly sale. Oh, it's that the <laughs> Have you ever been there? No, I don't go during the sale. I don't either. I've heard terrible things I've about heard there it, are though. Vikings with axes. Yeah. Otherwise known as suburban moms. In minivans. <laughs> I don't mess with suburban moms. Don't. God. Like no. mama bears. We're going to stat that up pretty Keep soon. Them yeah. First yeah. the raccoon, then the mom with the mini. <laughs> I guess April is coming. April. Can't it's always wait. coming. I can't wait. Check the DMs Guild. <laughs> April 1st. <laughs> you should write something for the DMs Guild. You really? Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me with deer and headlights. The beauty of it is everyone can write for it, right? Yeah. Right. It's wide open. It is. All you need to do is be creative. Oops. Well, oh. well <laughs> moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Says the Origins Award winning writer. Oh. Uh -huh. See, I know. You can't fool me. You I actually, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did I have anything to do with that? Yes, she did. Did you? No, I didn't. You oh, did. Oh, I thought I was going to say. I just looked at it and said, oh, look. Oh, cool book. It was all on your own merits. Wow. I was not a secret judge for the That's origins. what I thought maybe you no. were going to tell me. <laughs> There's a secret cabal of... Uh, <laughs> I don't know who they are. Secret masters of gaming award them. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. if there was, you would absolutely be one of them. Oh, thank you. But I have time to judge those ceremonies. And I, I have a terrible conflict of interest. I submit products to that. Yeah, that's, yeah that would be odd. It would be wrong. I'd yeah. Say, oh, look at this product. It's so familiar. I want to vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mine. right. I edited it. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to. Can I butt in with a commercial announcement about a product? Uh, yes. Well, I guess that's Sorry. Fine, yeah. yeah. You know, I like to talk about cool Enough stuff. Enough about my awards. Well, mm. <laughs> you didn't even talk about what the book it was. What book did you win an award for? It's Confessions of a Part-Time part -time sorcerer. sorcerer. I know. Well, you've written two books. So I want to make sure it was the right one. The other one was nominated. It was nominated. It did not win. It did not win. It did not win. You yes. were robbed. I know, right? I feel that way about every award I'm nominated for <laughs> that I don't win. I know it's wrong, but it's like, come on, I was nominated. It's, it's an awesome. honor to be nominated. It's great. Everyone did such good work. And then you didn't win. You didn't win. It's and it's the worst when it's a guy named Rob. And then you're like, I was robbed. I was literally robbed. By Rob. <laughs> By Rob. And then all the dads are like, oh, I should have thought of that joke. It's uh, <laughs> a really good one. Greg Tito. Dad jokes are pump. getting out of control. One of my favorite people on Twitter right now uh, is a Twitter account called Paladin Dad. And oh my God, they're terrible, right? They're just all dad jokes told in a D&D &D vein. But you can't help Ooh, but laugh. I, I know. I keep following it because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't. Oh, that's not funny. I shouldn't. <laughs> but I shouldn't. it's good. Yeah. 
So dad jokes, dad bods, but the dads are taking over. Yeah, dad bods? What's dad bods? You no, know about dad bod. No, what's dad Ryan's bod? Ryan's nodding his head over there. Because he's got like a, a dad thing. bod. Uh huh. My wife said I'm not allowed to get a dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to. Yeah, my wife I think said the same thing. We're like, what? You're working out? Stop it! I'm pretty sure. No, the dad bods. Yeah, if you want a dad bod, you have to stop working out. Oh, that's a dad bod. Oh, so you want to get rid of it? Yeah. yeah, I've got one of those. I could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now it's a yeah right. There's a name for it, and uh, now I know thing. there's a thing, and now I, I have it's to It's a thing, but it's like apparently it? it's okay and cute and charming for a dad to like have a little uh, paunch. Yeah, a little paunch here and there, but yeah. losing muscle tone. For a mom, it's like, oh, when is she gonna lose that baby weight? My God, her kid is like six years old. Uh, Come on, double standard. Well. I have no standards, so. <laughs> You'd be lucky to have a double standard. <laughs> so it's standard. no problem. Everybody can have the body that they want to have. Moms mm. and dads. But wait, we, what were we talking about? I was trying to be ruthlessly commercial <laughs> about my awesome new Gem Dragons of Faerun. Yeah, well, let's talk about on this. On the DMs Guild, which I think is great. But, you know, if we're... No, let's talk about let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. It sounds yeah. awesome. It is awesome. I, I All right. So, so tell us how this, how this began. Where did, where did it all this, come from? Like everything else, it goes back to the 80s, right? <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast, like, yeah. On this podcast, when I'm on it, it all goes back to the <laughs> 80s. Uh, it was like 1981 or something. Dragon Magazine number 37 comes out. I love you, that you know the issue number. Yeah, of course I do, because it's the first one I ever bought. Love it. I went into the hobby store and I'm like, oh, they have a magazine. <laughs> and it has a cover with a unicorn. And the artist is like Darlene. She does unicorns and watercolors and it's all like okay this is a little too pastel I was hoping for something more heavy metal but then I open it up and like you know page 16 ah gem dragons what are these I know what metallic dragons are I've memorized my monster manual I know what a chromatic dragon is I've got all the stats down it's first edition AD&D it's not that hard I <laughs> like there's only two kinds of dragons what are these and it's a whole dragon on the neutral a uh, whole article on neutral dragons so I fell in love and I sicked it on my players because the emerald dragon is kind of green colored. And it's easy to say, hey guys, you see a dragon and it's green and sparkly. And they go, oh, okay, yeah, we know what that means, gas attacks, and it's a forest dragon. Wrong! <laughs> it's psionic and it has all these other powers that they didn't know. So I felt very sneaky. That right? is pretty sneaky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this magazine has helped me fool my players who have memorized the the monster manual, and... You put the sparkly in there. I mean, you at least gave it a little bit of a clue that you're like, hey, it's not... I tried to play fair, right? Yeah. And it's like, mm. yeah. when the psionics hit them, they all knew something was up. <laughs> all right, so first edition psionics. I got to do this rant because, okay, this, <laughs> I still hate them, right? I want fifth edition psionics to be awesome because first edition it's psionics yeah. were not awesome. You got to take 10 turns if you were psionic before anyone else got to take one. It was like a 10 to 1 ratio in turns. It's like, okay, the psionicist gets to do everything in the combat, and when they're done, the rest of the party gets a turn. Anyway. Yeah, that, that, it was a OP for... for yeah, yeah. It, it was... It was not the best implementation of psionics we've ever seen. Every other, like the Bruce Cordell version and second and third edition, much better. Yeah. Um, but it's a hard nut to crack. It really is. It is. And I know that people have been working on it for fifth edition. And I've seen like the Mystic is out there. Mm -hmm. And there's been playtest results and stuff coming back. Yeah. Mike Merles has been uh, frantically working. Oh, has he? Yeah. Frantic. Yeah. 
Good. I like that. He, he'll be okay with me saying he was frantically working. Frantically. He's trying <laughs> That's to just get kind of it. his yeah. nature anyway. Yeah, it's like, Mike Morales is just fix very it. Fix it, Mike. I, I see his it. fingers are typing very loudly <laughs> and flamboyantly. And, and, and floppy yeah. and droopy. Is there a ding when he like shoots the typewriter yeah. to one side and pulls the sheet of paper? He modded his, his computer to And then he to wads up the paper and goes, no, no. This won't work. <laughs> Perkins, get in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of the room. We were not supposed to talk about the room. Never mind. Not the room. But anyway, so I, I may have jumped the guns with Gem Dragons of Faerun because they're not psionic. They have other powers. Um, but I think when the psionic rules for 5e come out, they're, we're going to update it. We're going to put some psionic right. powers on that these Right. That makes guys. sense. That makes sense. So, uh, so they're, they're neutral. They're, they're all neutral. There's an Amethyst Dragon, Crystal Dragon, Emerald Dragon, Sapphire Dragon, Topaz Dragon. And the big... Uh, quartz? The, a quartz dragon? No, they're not God, quartz. Can I make a quartz, quartz dragon? Is, yeah, you go ahead. You put that <laughs> you on the DM's <laughs> I will. We'll see how that works out for you. It's a really cool stone. Right. It is, but it's not a jewel. And any adventurer will tell you, you know, it's worth like what? A few coppers? Well, that's. I want to play that, that quartz dragon. He's like, I'm not cool enough to be in the club. <laughs> but you are. I'm not even... You've been cool enough all along. <laughs> <laughs> and then he learns he actually is a diamond dragon. Oh. See? There is no diamond dragon. Yeah, you've got no. a story arc diamond and a through line. See? I'm just making it up. You're working like on a whole nother level for people. <laughs> Ding. But yeah, I, <laughs> this thing on the DMs Guild, I love it. It worked out really well. And then I have to brag about this. I said, well, it's in the realms. It uses water deep. It uses netherroll. It does all this cool realm stuff. Specific dragons of the realms are in it as well as the generic ones. And, and I said, well, I feel stupid if I don't show this to Ed. Because I've been you know, occasionally corresponding with Ed Greenwood back in the Dragon Days. And he, he will not take my calls, but he'll take my emails. <laughs> that's a very, yeah, right? That's it's a an important level there. line, right? And it's like, yeah. I can't call Ed. He's, he's a busy man. But I can send him an email and say, Ed, I'm really excited about these gem dragons. to so check out this one in, in Waterdeep, right? Um, and I'll say, oh, El Denser. The worm who hides in blades. I'm like, is that Greenwoody enough, Mr. Greenwood? That's or? so Greenwoody. Isn't it? <laughs> so very, very. I'm like, there's a couple of these, right? Viridius, the umbral mist. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, okay, Nailed that belongs that. in the realms. Yeah. And That's an emerald dragon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all that. And then there's the one you can't pronounce because the realms always has one of those. There's some X's and I'm, some apostrophes. I'm going to try Ilth Agrag. Ilf that sounds Agrog, good. The Golden Knight. Mm, yeah, so they're all specific characters, and they're all sort of generic things that you can fool your players with. And I sent it to Ed, and I was terrified that he was going to come back and say, you know, your designer didn't really get it. <laughs> the arts, yeah. he, I was afraid he was going to say, I don't like it. Right. And he comes back, and he says, two talons up. This is awesome, playable, it's fun. Uh, it reminded me of some things in Waterdeep that I... I'm going to work on for something else. And like, yay, Ed loves it. Two talents up. That's awesome. Two talents <laughs> up. And I'm like, okay, can we, can we quote you, Ed? And he's like, yes, quote me all day long. Oh, that's cool. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it is nice when, when you sort of play in someone else's sandbox and they're like, oh, you did a good job. Yeah. That, that feels like something I would have done if I had had time and bought that copy of Dragon back in 1981. And was so inspired by it. Right, right. Awesome. And I'm not even the writer on it, man. So James you talk Hake about the writer, because you said he right. won. So it's, yeah, James Hake is, uh, is the writer, and he was the winner at Cobalt Press on one of our contests. We do fifth edition design contests every now and then, 
And this one was to design a lair, um, a big monster lair. And he did something called the Monument to the Thunderer. Monument to the Thunderer? Of there's two. Of two. Uh, prepositions. Unto the Thunderer. Uh, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> waterfalls and there's these statues. And it feels like it really ought to be in a Conan movie a little bit. There's riders on wyverns attacking people trying to fly. Anyway, it it's a single encounter, and it was so impressive. Um, the judges all went for it. The voters went for it. He won the contest over like 90 or 100 other entries. And we said, James, wow. you rock that. How about you write something else for us? Um, and he, he's knocked it out of the park with this one, too. I think he's done some blogging over at Geek and Sundry, oh, cool. I want to say. Anyway. Yeah, that's a name I, I feel like I've seen. So. Yeah. So he's, he's been around. He's a relatively new writer to me, but I, he's got some chops. Cool. So you'll and it's up him. on uh, DMs yeah, Guild that, now. now. It's up on DMs Guild now. Um, when the psionic rules come out, we'll probably expand it a little. It's like 24 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fairly meaty little piece for for DMs. Yeah, Guild. I feel like that's a cool thing for people for for dungeon masters to just you know grab what they want and, and oh, yeah. see if you know hey play with this dragon and then use what you what you need. Yeah, I mean you can strip out the realms content if you want, but why would you want to? No, no, no. I mean, I mean I'm just talking about taking out the characters. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna use that. You can't just throw all the dragons in there. No, no, I mean, no. You could if that was the, the basis well, of your campaign. But if you start them off with the ruby dragon with CR thirty or whatever, right? Yeah, that <laughs> it's gonna be a short campaign. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the, you, you mentioned before, that's the analog to Tiamat or uh, uh, Bahamut, the, the, yes. the paragon of all neutral dragons. Exactly. Uh, sitting at the top of the heap being neutral, which is kind of a strange thing, right? I'm the most neutral person here. Mm-hmm. You cannot be more neutral than me. <laughs> yeah. I am the humblest son of a bitch you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my flying castle. Here's my collection of emeralds and rubies. <laughs> Humble little yeah, me. Yeah, how does that work? You know, I always, don't. That was always an odd thing where, like, these gods of neutrality where you were like, you know, I have, I have to be as balanced as possible. Yeah, I think, yeah, I never quite wrap my brain around. Good and evil is very easy. Yeah. The neutral ones, like druids. Like, mm. Yeah, I remember even in the old uh, uh, DMGs, they would say, like, true neutral is actually really hard to play, and you should never, ever play it. Yeah, I think I even said that, like, only <laughs> expert players should even attempt this. And I was like, well, no, I, I want to do it. Well, yeah, what a challenge. <laughs> what's the stereotype of the true neutral player, right? It's like, well... There isn't yeah. one. It's not the paladin. It's not the necromancer. It's the it's stoner. <laughs> <laughs> I was going oh, no. with druid, but I guess that's herbal. And yeah, right. Uh, now herbal. I want to play. Now I want to make a druid that's like the okay guys. What are you gonna do now? Uh, oh. <laughs> you guys are too evil, and you are too good. <laughs> <laughs> you all need to chill. You all need to just chill. Yeah. You're, You're too evil. <laughs> you are too good. <laughs> what should we do? What should we, nothing. We yeah. should do nothing. Smoke this. <laughs> <laughs> Those campaigns could be fun, but I don't think you'd earn a lot of experience just chilling. Just chilling. Yeah. Up. Not a lot of adventure tropes happening in the uh, in, in the chilling, chilling party. Well, I don't know. Pipe weed. It goes back to the Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. See? Exactly. We can we can bring it all it back. Either, it either goes to the 80s or to Lord of the Rings. Okay. One of those two things. Always. Sometimes both. Very cool. So, that, I mean, this brought up another kind of interesting topic uh, that is how the Dungeons and Masters Guild was kind of designed as a way for uh, 
new writers and new creators to kind of test their chops and get get things up there. Yeah. You guys are actually, I mean, it's cool with this contest and, and, and getting this in there that you're also facilitating that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I know it's mostly meant for people who are new to the field, just kind of a channel for them to, to throw something up there, see if it sticks. Um, for us, of course, for Cobalt Press, it's a way to say, hey, we would love to do something with the realms or we'd like to do something Ravenloft specific. I mean, heck, I'm, I'm playing in a Ravenloft campaign every Monday, right? So Yeah, we'll but, get to that, yeah. Well, sure, but uh, it's, it's fun, right? Let's take these settings and run with them. And so for me, it's not so much like I need another channel to publish in. It's more, well, how can I do something that is realm-specific without having to go acquire a whole license for it and, and make it a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's a nice way to access a really cool setting without involving the lawyers. So, I mean, as far as the, the when you guys are looking for, for new writers or just even new creators or new editors or new, yep. new graphic artists. Or whatever, oh, new editors, bring it on. Yeah, yes. I know that's the... They're unsung heroes. I can always use more. They really are. I love editors. Yep. Yeah. Make everybody If you're an editor better. out there... We love you. We love you. We love all you editors. We want to hug you and hire you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Not necessarily in, in that order. Maybe in that order. <laughs> HR would have some problems with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. Hugs but I, yeah, where does new talent come from? How do you figure it out, right? Contests yeah. are one way to do with do it. Uh, sort of these new venues with a low barrier to entry is a way to, to see uh, what's exciting. Um, so are you looking at DMs Guild content and kind of seeing like writers who are rising well, to the top? Well, I've seen the same three products at the top of the heap for a while. <laughs> Matt yeah. Mercer. Yeah, Matt, Matt Mercer. Mercer. Yeah, he's an aspiring, you know, new talent. He is, frankly, a, a relative newcomer, yeah. right? Yeah. So it is meant for him. He seems to have a large platform and a large megaphone. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I get that he's he's made a big splash, and it's great. Um I, I think there's, yeah, there's room for a lot of people to just sort of show up and strut their stuff. And often it happens very, very quickly. Um, I'm looking at what's popular in DMs Guild and which of those writers might want, you know, a, more editing, better art, uh, right, yeah. distribution in print someday, right? All yeah. those sorts of things. So if I can poach a few people for Cobalt Press, I will. I but that's was, not poaching. No, I, mean, that's, I think that's, this I is think how it That's the happens. natural progression. Recruiting. Yeah. Yep, it is recruiting, right? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, if, if James Haig, uh, with his relatively small number of credits, continues to, to hit stuff and is some, at some point picked up by Wizards of the Coast to, to do a thing, I mean, that worked. That's totally legit. That's the way it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I'm, I'm going back to the awards and all that we were talking about. Are some Is the content on DMs Guild now, would that be eligible for Origins Awards? Like, isn't there categories for, like, supplements and I how would this I think work? that's print only. Is that right? Is it just print? You know more than I do. Well, the Origins Award Even just rejiggered all their categories and eliminated a bunch. And I... There's so no they've e. changed this okay. year. No, there's no still PDF, role, well. They got rid of all the historical minis categories. I know that. Uh, they have less RPG categories than they used to. Like yeah. they used to have two or three, and they rolled them into one. Oh, that's so. 
you know. Um, what about Ennies? Maybe they have. The Ennies definitely have a separate category for just electronic product. Yeah. So that I category could get a lot of submissions well, this year. <laughs> Matt Mercer, listen up. <laughs> submit your stuff to the Ennies, right? Yeah, right. He's, Deadlines are coming. Everybody. He's eligible. Yeah, everybody should. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, most of the things on DMs Guild aren't going to win in the art category, but the writing and yeah. the, the premise, um, if it's exciting, then yeah, why not? Now, is there something, I mean, this was something that you, uh, the Gem Dragons especially was an idea that you had that you're like, oh, I wish there was something like this that's, you know, for fifth or you yeah. know, a new idea. What other things that, uh, not to give away <laughs> products that you may be working on in the pipeline, but like I'm what are some things you. that you would love to, to see that just haven't been made yet that Cobalt Press is not going to be doing? Oh, the Cobalt <laughs> Press is not going to be doing. Well, I think there's room for... I mean, the thing I thought was going to happen in the DMs Guild that hasn't really happened is, like, the regional sourcebook stuff. Mm. It's like, well, we have the Sword Coast Adventures Guide. Great. Why don't we have the Dalelands Guide out on DMs Guild, right? And it, if somebody is really into that region and knows it backwards and forwards and wants to put it together, that would be great. Uh, what if somebody is all about Mulharand? Right. Okay, or <laughs> pick your Sembia, whatever. Um, I thought some of those things would get picked up and expanded, but I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, um, I always wonder if that's more too IP heavy. You know, like you're just maybe. kind of. I mean, I, we want people to to work with the IP in their stories yeah. and tell stories, but not necessarily like this is what the IP is. Yeah, it's a hard line. Yeah. you know, because I, I, yeah, there's a it's fine like line there. You could do it as an adventure slash source book. Yeah, right. Like the old Alcadim supplements were like, okay, we're going to give you the City of Brass. Oh, but we're going to give you six adventures in it too. Yeah, um, that I think that'd be the way to do it. Yeah, that's like a huge book, and right. maybe it's just a matter of scale. Right, people are still getting their their toes wet here, and like, okay, a six-page piece is one thing, and a sixty-four-page page, uh, a source s- book source book is something else. Right? True, true. Um, so maybe if we give it more time, we'll see. Yeah. So some things along those lines. The other thing I really want to see is um, there's still not nearly enough Ravenloft stuff. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we open it up. Uh, you open uh, it up right when uh, the wide release for for Curse of Stroud was. And, right. right. It's a, what do you think that? Why do you think that is? Do you think people are still kind of digesting the They're new? still digesting Curse of Strahd. There's a lot there. Um, I mean, I'm playing in it, and I don't want to spoil it all for myself. So it's like, okay, I, I know kind of where it's going. But there's a vampire. I don't know. Yeah, if you know I'm. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I said no spoilers. No spoilers. I6 has only been out for 30 years. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, there's there's room to do, like, a big vampire supplement or just something on gothic horror. Uh, Cobalt Press did a web series on how to how to induce fear and su- suspense in mm. your gameplay, right? If you're a game Ooh, master. Oh, that's a good resource for DMs yeah. Guild writers. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just DMs. Yeah, or right. just DMs, right? It's like, well, if you don't run horror often, then you don't know the tricks and the tropes. Yeah. Um, so we just put it up on the blog and said, here, here's some of the basics and here's some advanced techniques. And, and now I'm looking back at it and I'm like, man, we could have saved that. We could have bundled that up for a dollar <laughs> on DMs Guild. But, you know, you just kind of want to share your, your tricks. One thing that I know um, one of our writers, Richard Pett, does all the time is sort of list articles. Mm. Like, you know, 20 disgusting things to find in the alchemist's lab. Um, 
32 Village Idiots and Their Secrets. Um, oh, those are great. Yeah, I used to have, do you remember that um, supplement was called uh, DM's Toolbox? Yeah. And it was a thick, you know, inch uh, paperback, and it was really, really dense, and it was all tables of D20 lists of, you know, dwarf names, dwarf last names, you know, email, you know, elf names, and it had dungeons that you, you know, this was what happens when you turn left, this is what happens when you turn left, and you could do all that. I used that so much because it was, when you're making stuff up, hey, yeah. that's good, but then there's some nice way to have this randomized thing to it. I had a paper, yeah, it would be a PDF now, but it was a paper, that had a paper list called like 2,000 world names arranged by culture, right? So it starts with the Armenians and the Albanians, and it goes to whatever, Zimbabwean names. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I need someone who sounds kind of Greek. I need someone who sounds Hungarian. Well, what does a Hungarian name sound like? And I would use that for character names all day long because, you know, you're sort of stumbling around, the party's off track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give me Barovian names or give me Sembian mm -hmm. names or give me mm -hmm. all of those kinds of tools. Um, Just that way that all of your player characters don't get named like Jeff or, no. or <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> two, my go -tos. two my go-to names, by the way. <laughs> Jeff and Harvey. Jeff and Harvey. You in a tavern. <laughs> There's a familiar in our Ravenloft game called George. See, but I, I like it when it's <laughs> yeah. like, you can do like one or two details where it's like a non-fantasy name or whatever. Yes. It, it can be very effective. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your Ravenloft game. How, how long have you been playing? We've, we've done two sessions, so we're just getting started. And we're starting with the Death House instead of with the other opening. Right, so you're starting at level one then? We started at level one, and I don't know, we all looked around and said, we've been playing this game forever. We can hack it. Level one in Ravenloft. How hard can it be? Uh, well, how hard can it be? Yeah, well... Um, Pretty hard. We haven't lost anyone yet, but it's been a near thing, right? Wow. We've been playing it very old school with poke at stuff, don't take any stupid risks, never split the party, um, investigate, investigate, perception, perception. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that we've been brilliant about it. We've just stumbled around fighting... How many spoilers do you want? <laughs> fighting some things. <laughs> fighting some monsters that might be undead. And There's undead in Barovia? Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I, thought was it was, quite surprised. I thought they were dragons. But we are creeped the heck out. <laughs> so far, the house is properly haunted. Um, Who's DMing? Uh, Steve Winter. Oh, that's yeah. great. So, yeah, he's done many a fine thing as, uh, oh gosh, he goes way back to the TSR days. Um, and and he knows his stuff, and he is letting he's giving us all enough rope to hang ourselves. Right, <laughs> we've got a paladin in the party. Uh, I'm playing the the rogue, who happens to be a librarian. It's wonderful. I get to go around shushing everyone else. Oh. You're being too loud. Oh. <laughs> We're trying to be stealthy, guys. The bookish, the bookish the, rogue. The bookish rogue. He's into books. He's into locks. He's into um, archaeology. You know, these things Sounds have historic like value. This should be in a museum, people. I'll take it there. Let me, let me log that for the archives. You need the, <laughs> the dog, Indiana. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we're, we're having a great old time. Um, What's your character's name? It's Uther with two oohs. <laughs> Uther. 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 Very Uther Barovian. the librarian. He is Barovian. Uther the librarian. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very learned man. Do you use that voice when you're playing him? I, I attempt to, but sometimes I... That's good. Yes, I do. I like it. 
Uther. I'm sort of going for a Snape thing, but I can't quite get there. Mm, gotta be mean a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's great. Yeah, Barovia's a ton of fun. Um, our party is quirky. There's two gnomes. The gnomish monk, of course, is... He's a gnomish monk, right? Uh, he's, I've never, yeah, that those seem to be uh, kind of opposite uh, tropes there. We, we are not optimized, but <laughs> no, I take it back. We're optimized for humor. The gnomish monk, uh, he just got flurry of blows. We're second level, right? Yeah. He's decided that flurry of blows is kind of a three stooges thing. It's like, whack, I hit okay. you. Whack, whack. Yeah. So yeah. it works. Yeah. Doing. I'm like, oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> that is I perfect. may need to steal that for some <laughs> future product, an NPC gnomish monk. Nice. Um, do you feel you do that when you're when you're playing around the table? You're like, I got to catalog that for later. Yeah, sometimes we do. I mean, half the table is people working in the industry as freelance editors, designers, computer game developers, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so ideas fly pretty fast and furious, and we're all pretty easy with you want to do all the work to stat that up go for it right you want to create a whole path called the path of the stooges yeah. <laughs> all right way of the stooges go for it yeah. you know, april is coming <laughs> it's very close it's, uh, it's gonna be a busy day on it's the 11 skill. months away i'm gonna be so April's ready 2017 but yeah uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes stuff from games winds up in some published product. And for the most part, we try to just be polite and say, hey, Stan, that was your character. Would you mind if I put him in a published product? And he'll say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I love that. That sounds great. Give a shout out Yeah, in the, uh, in the artwork or something like that. In the credits or somewhere. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So, uh, well, just hearing your voice talking uh, in Uther's voice mm. on the microphone made me think, like, have you ever thought of uh, uh, streaming these kind of games? Oh, man, we totally should. Yeah. Right now, we are sort of under a internet blackout during our games because we've all done uh, Twitch games and streaming games and uh, did a Fantasy Grounds one, World 20, whatever, right? There's all these virtual tabletop things, all these wonderful ways to stream stuff. Um, and none of us want to do it. We don't even put it up on Twitter or Facebook. It's like a Monday night game, and I don't think I've seen anybody post about it yet. Maybe that's just because we're getting into it and we're sort of yeah. establishing where we're going. But yeah, it would be a blast to stream stuff like this. Uh, if you are offering us um, a large conference table with microphones <laughs> and a superior video gear, then, you know, we could... We don't have a place to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's not a terrible idea. We definitely uh, uh, are always like, I mean, I think having a game of, of, of gaming luminaries uh, is pretty attractive. I think people would want to watch that almost, you know, more than I, voice I, actors. I believe. <laughs> hey, man, voice <laughs> actors rock. <laughs> no, all tongue-in-cheek. I'm, yes. Just, uh, you know, I think they're almost all ex watsy staffers with one exception, so yeah. they'd know how to find the building. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they would know how to find the building. <laughs> Who can we? Who's in your game? Just uh, so Steve Winner's the GM. Love him. Yeah, uh, Jeff Grubb is playing the Paladin. Love him. Uh, I, of course, am playing the Rogue. Love uh, him. Uh, Stan. <laughs> oh, is Stan. is of course. Just kidding. I love like Stan. Oh, yes. Uh, John Ratliff is our cleric. And you know his name. Yeah, you should. He's. he's man, go look at the trailer or the no the extras on the Hobbit movies. He's interviewed for the the commentary tracks on The Hobbit. He's like a premier Lord of the Rings scholar. No He's way, really? so awesome on this. Wow. Yes. He knows everything. I mean, this is what his PhD was in. So In Hobbits? And, yes, and actually. <laughs> in The Hobbit, uh, yeah, 
he's touched all the original manuscripts that, and he goes to England to talk to um, J.R.R.'s son, Christopher. Christopher Tolkien, yeah. So he's been in the archives and he's talked to the, the family and he, yeah. So, you know, wow. he's got geek cred for miles and um, he's the host, it's at his house. Uh, and our friend Luis, who is, you know, not in the gaming uh, field, who merely is a superstar programmer, uh, is our odd man out. That's not that's not an odd man out. That's you know. Yeah, it's geeky. Yeah, it's part of the. It's geeky. It's geeky. <laughs> if you're doing code, you're a little geeky. If you're what? If you're writing code, you're a little geeky. That's not what I heard. Oh. I heard if you're doing coke, it's a little bit geeky. No, that's oh, not. Wow. That's back in the then. '80s again. Yeah. You're going back to the '80s with all the cocaine. Get those Miami Vice musical sting yeah. here. Oh, 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 when did cocaine become geeky? Come on. <laughs> you're like I'm. I'm behind on the times. Jeez. All right. When I was hanging out in the '80s on a high-speed motorboat, there was no cocaine. In your white suit. With pastel. Yeah, let's pretend I was that fashionable. Sure. I'm pretty sure I was wearing a Gandalf t-shirt, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> but pastel. But seriously, my friend owned a motorboat on Lake Geneva. I kid you not. And we would blast the Go-Go's and we would pretend oh, to be yeah, Miami Go-Go's. Vice people. Of oh. course. Of course we would. Yeah. And then we would go to the dungeon hobby shop and we would buy some As meat. Crockett and Tubbs were wanting As Crockett, to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, and occasionally we would buy Coke from the Coke machine, <laughs> right? And, 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 and drink it off Jeff of... Jeff and Harvey. Yes. Off of the... And there would be glass tabletops where we would roll our dice. <laughs> <laughs> we were living the life. Come on now. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Vacation. Yeah. All we so ever wanted. Well, Lake Geneva was go. a vacation town, right? That's it why totally the is. go-go's go- are synonymous. I mean, yeah. The, the Wrigley Mansion is up there, the Chewing Gum Fortune. Hmm. And I think at one point Gary Gygax may have bought it or offered to buy He bought a nice house on Lake Geneva. Mm. And as giant D&D gamers of the era, we were like, no, that one, that one's Gary's house, right? That's Whenever the new one. people would come along, they're like, yeah, that's the Gygax house, right? Whichever the biggest house on Right, whichever <laughs> the one that was in view was yeah, like, that's the hugest. That's, that's the one. Yeah. He's got dogs, though, man, don't go. <laughs> They're, 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 I can get it out. They're like Cerberus uh, uh, devil yes, dogs. Yes, three yeah. or, or devil dogs. Those yeah. are easier to get. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> devil dogs. Delicious. Mm. There's mm, lots of folio. Dogs. Isn't that like a hostess lamp? Yeah, right. right? The long skinny one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, 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 we'll, we'll think about streaming uh, uh, sure. in the future. But I think it's... I, I can't I, twist everyone's arm, but, you know, if you offered us a larger table and cameras or whatever, we would... Can't eat the cameras though, so no? no snacks. Yeah, some snacks. Snacks are required. Mountain Dew and Cheetos, they were cheap. Ah. Well, you guys are becoming sort of the media empire with the podcast and the streaming and the acquisitions inc with like three cameras set up and the overhead. Cam- I don't know what. It's all. crazy, right? Are you going to strap a GoPro onto Chris Perkins? That's next. Perfect. Yeah. Could you give me like? Yeah, I want to see that. That's actually not a bad idea. That'd be cool. It's the audience view. I, I would know. love to see what he sees. Yeah, he's taken a few uh, photos from his cell phone, looking uh, at like Ben Royal Hall, amazing. and I'm like, oh my god, it's amazing. Oh, that's ben right. Royal it was Hall. all still... the people. Benaroya Hall seats like 8,000, right, yeah, or something? I think it's three, but it still feels Some amazing. huge number of people. Yeah, and there's like the box seats up the whole time, so it feels like you're, you know, surrounded by this dome of people all equidistant from yeah. you. If and you had told me even 10 or 20 years ago that, you know, 3,000 people would be watching a D&D game. I and more. Say. I mean, the people right. who watch it live. And the people yeah. who watch or, it or streaming. Or live streamed. 
and yeah. the people who wanted to get in and get in, it's crazy. I would have told you though, there's just no way. Know. You know, how would you fit them all around my table and <laughs> <laughs> and be? That's too scary. I can't do that. Yeah. So wow. Would you have a little stage fright if you were? Uh, I did high school theater. I got over my stage Another fright. Another theater part. Did we know this? No, probably not. I played the villains always. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Dungeon master, typecasting, yeah. yada yada. What did you play in high school? Uh, just a couple of plays. There was, uh, what was it, My Three Angels, and there was uh, Pygmalion thing, and there was, oh, I'm forgetting the big one. It was like two or three plays. You didn't do any musicals? No, I no can't sing. Hands. Well, I mean, I well, can I can't sing. sing either, but, but the villains don't, you don't want me to sing. The villains don't really need to sing. No, usually. they don't. They just yeah. They need to sound like Uther again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get them out. Shh. Yeah. Yes, yeah, silence in the library. You could do it. <laughs> While I release the dogs. You could do a Judd Fry from uh, Oklahoma. The oh yeah. yeah. He's got to sing in a very deep voice. One song, and then the rest of the time he just looks menacing. Yeah, I think that's more a Kim Mohan. Deep, deep voice. Oh, yeah, he'd be good he, at that. He'd be good at that. All right, so you're already casting D&D the musical. Awesome. Yes. Uh, we've heard it here first. The Shelley will be playing uh, Daryl Hall. Uh, <laughs> Daryl Hall. The sorcerer. He could write the score. <laughs> can you contact him now? Yes. Get him on the phone. I will. Beep, beep, How hard can it be? <laughs> Who sings the part of Elminster? Hmm. Mm, can Ed sing? Doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't, it just doesn't, doesn't, you're it right. doesn't matter. You're right. It does not matter because he can cast a spell that make it Bob work. can play Driz. Bob. I don't, know Bob. He, I don't think he'd want to play Driz. No. No, I don't yeah. think he would. Yeah. I don't no. think he's got Who the Who would be? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to start casting. All right. Now I'm going to start casting yeah. this, and next time I will bring you my cast list. Okay. Good. Good, and we, and we want songs. Yeah, I know. We're we, gonna need to hear your audition. No, I. I we'll we, get an accompanist. In I was here. just told I'm a villain. I don't need to sing. I was promised this. To but my you contract. do need to dance. Oh, all right, fine. All right. You can't see that on the podcast. <laughs> it, <laughs> it seems we'll, we'll do a special video podcast just for that. <laughs> Uh, so what else is going on? You said you had a few other uh, I, uh, irons in the fire of cobalt-pressed furnaces. Yeah. Well, one I, had, I had to finish that metaphor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm irons in the fire of going. furnaces. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Commit. Way to commit, Tito. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, we had a couple. Uh, the big ones for us that are, are coming up this summer, um, there's the monster book. I talked about that last time, Tome mm-hmm. of Beasts. It kind of slipped. It was supposed to be a June release. Now it looks more like July. Anticipation. Um, just build just, an anticipation. Uh, I, I've seen it, and I'm already like, damn it, faster. It, <laughs> it's really looking good. Um, 432 pages of monsters for fifth edition D&D. Yay! It's a lot of pages. Yeah. It is. So um, that one's the, the big sort of overwhelming got-to-get-it-right project. Uh, but scuttling around in the corners, we're doing a bunch of little adventures, uh, one of which I really want to talk about just a tiny bit because it's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the title will kind of give you some sense of what we're dealing with. Um, the adventure is called The Sanctuary of Belches. Oh. And it's in the Viking mold of, you know, Thor drinks a lot, and if you've read the sagas, you kind of a farter, really. <laughs> And um, the Vikings were gross people. And so we said, why don't we go after that? Why don't we have a bunch of disgusting giants and gross little dwarves and a sanctuary that is, well, 
you know, not demonic, but um, that appeals to everyone's inner 12-year-old, frankly. Yep. Mm. And I said, yeah, okay, I, I may regret this later, <laughs> but we've written this. Uh, John Sawatsky, who also won a contest and got this contract to write stuff. And I'm sure he's like, yes, yes, okay. finally I get to write RPG. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Actually, I, I think it was his idea. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so I, there's things crawling through the ice. There's an old dwarven settlement. There's Dwergar. Um, there's giants and ogres. And and I won't give away the, the core secret, but it's it's one of those not-for-the-squeamish adventurers mm. uh, adventures. And it should be out um, end of May, start of June. So that one's big. And then after that, the one I can only tell you really the title is a medium biggish project full of spells. Oh. It's called Deep Magic. We've done a book by that name before for some other fantasy RPG system. Which shall remain nameless. Well, I don't know. Do I want to name the competition here? I guess I could. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, you're yeah. the competition. Uh, technically, I am. But it, so. was a, it was using Pathfinder rules. We did this Deep Magic yeah. Kickstarter, and it was huge. And we said, damn, why don't we do that for fifth edition? Well, but we don't want to do a Kickstarter. Let's just do all these spells. Mm-hmm. Um, and get to the deep magic. The magic that magic. is very hard to get to. Well, some of it, yeah. It's like clockwork magic, blood magic, shadow magic. Oh, my favorite bit, the uh, anti-paladin spells. <laughs> we call them dooms, right? The dooms of the anti-paladins. Uh, because they wouldn't just call them spells. They're way too metal for that. Yeah, they really are. They really <laughs> are, right? So we're... Pass me my doom book. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you're going to be running anti-paladins, you want to bring them. Right? Bring me the doom book. Bring me the doom book. Let's get these fools out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there shall be doom. Yeah. So before you know it, you've got the A-team of paladins happening. And once again, we're in the 80s. Um, <laughs> B.A. Baracus is an anti-paladin? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Actually, I think he'd be quite efficient. Yeah. <laughs> he would be quite good at it. I like that. Um and, and other things like high elvish magic, uh, battle magic, chaos magic. I'm forgetting a couple. Oh, rune magic. All right, now I've said too much. Um, I know. You said you were just going to tell us the title. I know. And I'm so excited <laughs> about it, I can't shut up. So That's cool. That's all these different Brian schools. Brian can beep everything you just said. Yes. <laughs> Are you guys going to do different uh, uh, class paths for those, or is it just going to be spells? Well, or am I asking too many questions? That is an excellent question that I declined to answer on the grounds that it would give away too much information. Oh, damn it. But it's a really good question. I'll ask you, you after think the podcast. That would be Sorry, re- the recording's okay. off. So. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No. We're doing that <laughs> no, wait. I see lights. Yeah. Those, are, those are off lights. <laughs> yeah. Green. <laughs> Green means off. <laughs> Not buying it. <laughs> Green means off. <laughs> Well, that sounds really, really cool. Uh, I love uh, the wealth of uh, stuff that's coming out uh, uh, from from Cobalt Press, but everywhere. You I, guys you know, are honestly. churning out the content. We are. We are working uh, fiendishly and furiously in our little Warrens up in Kirkland. And, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of great designers and to be working with some people who've, who've uh, been Watsy in the past or longtime freelancers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to keep bringing the good stuff as long as people are... Uh, Checking it out, interested, looking to expand their D&D game. So where will these books be available when they're uh, Well, they'll certainly be available at the Cobalt Press store, okay. which is at cobaltpress.com. But they'll also be available at places um, like Tabletop Library or Drive Through RPG or, heck, Amazon, right? Um, the print books will be up there. Cool. Um, yeah. 
we'll we'll try to make them broadly available. Very good. To everywhere you buy books online. Better gaming stores everywhere. I think there'll be an actual hobby stores. Oh, good, good. Um, That's always the hard thing. Like the Sanctuary mm-hmm. Belches is too small, right? It's like yeah. 16 pages, I want to say, 16 or 18. Um, you can't really, hobby stores don't want a tiny little yeah. slim piece. Um, so that's going to be PDF only. But Deep Magic, uh, if I have my way, it'll be a large soft cover or a small hard cover. Mm-hmm. So. I uh, would love to provide the soundtrack for the Sanctuary of Belches. Excellent. Oh. We knew I it was could, coming. I could contribute to that. You yeah. Know, see, I, I actually can't belch on, on, on cue, but I want, I want people to do that for you. Like ah. Shelley, for example. I can do it. Really? I'm impressed already, but now I... Are you? Yeah, I'm... I was wondering. Oh, really? Because I feel like I'm going to be. I don't know if this will embarrass my son when he's older or if he's going to be like, my mom's so cool. What do you think? Is uh, that cool probably or not the cool? cool, yeah. All right. Yeah. Depending on his age, yeah. And the audience. Like, if you're telling his like first date, you're like, look at me. Uh, yeah, then maybe no, he'd be I'm a little embarrassed. But if it's with his friends, yeah. then yeah. it's cool. Then yeah. it's cool. When he's playing D&D in the living room and I just come in. Oh, I see you're playing oh, Sanctuary sorry, of Belches. <laughs> you know, I talked to Wolfgang Bauer right before he uh, published that. You know, I contributed to years that ago. soundtrack. <laughs> you <laughs> know. Like, oh, Mom, you're so cool. Well, the soundboards and the soundtracks out there are everywhere. I really ought to talk to the people who are doing, like, the, uh, the audio enhancements for yeah, the play experience. Yeah, I saw one. There was Sirenscape. <laughs> the Sirenscape. And there's, there's Battle Bards. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of them. And... Like, the Battle Bards guys did a great set of, of dragon and demon and ogre sound effects for, for Toma Beasts. I'm like, oh, yeah, how great is that? And the Sirenscape guys, okay, they walked up to me and they said, so can you do a kobold voice? And I said, yeah, duh. I was like, no, can you do like 30 variations of it on cue in front of an audience at the convention? I'm like, well, maybe. What's in this for me? Yeah. I'm like, well, nothing. It's just you could... You could be the king of kobolds for a moment, and we're going to use your voice as the default kobold voice in Sirenscape. I'm like, aha, now you got I me, like right? that. I like right. that part. I'm, I've become the default generic kobold That's voice. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't I know that. The voice. No, man, now I see I set myself up. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I can see the crest falling in your face. I know. Right? See, but oh, I, no. I don't I know that I say, have. Uh, I've become it's the loud, default. though. It's a really loud sort of yelpy Well, they can go voice. check it out, right? Where's the, where's the no, this uh, recording? No, don't let Sirenscape. Them off the hook. I I I'm pretty sure it's sirenscapesplural.com. <laughs> Google it, man. It's there. But it's in it's in their soundboard. It's now. in their soundboard now. Okay, good. Okay, it good. was like oh. last summer. This time I did the recording, and then they finally, they six months later, like, oh, we got around to it. We pulled it off the convention files. Here it is. Yay! Yay! That's very exciting. I don't. I wonder if be, ever, have they been advertising that? Because I haven't seen that. Like that that Wolfgang Bauer is the actual know. voice of the the Kobolds. That's kind of that awesome. That is like that's a very distinct cool credit to have about yourself. I know. A little bit like, of trivia you can always pull out. It's like, did, did you, you know? know? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. <laughs> My voice, <laughs> default voice for Cobalt. Take that, voice actor. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing. Wow. nothing on I can yark and yip with the best of them. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think that all started back with uh, D&D Online. Mm. They're the ones who got me yarking and yipping the way their Cobalts do. Uh, turbine, I yeah, think. Yeah, Turbine. They do that stuff. And 
yeah, it's it's spun out of control now. I'm I'm going to be asked to do it on the street next. Yep. <laughs> right. Random folks. Coming like when up you to leave you. this building, I'm going to jump leave... out in front of you. Hey, do the voice. Do the call. No, man, my throat. I can't. No, come on, do it. We'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Little Timmy's going to show up with a tear in his eye and say, "Do the voice." <laughs> no. <laughs> we brought him all the way here. <laughs> Damn you, Tito! Voice. Why did you bring little Timmy? <laughs> you know I can't say it's no. All he's dying of it. cancer, and oh. all he wants to do is to oh. hear. Is to hear you do the voice. No, I'm sorry, I can't do it. All right, kid, fine, you broke me. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, you heard it here first. No, Wolfgang. You Yark. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here second. <laughs> We're gonna be pulling these files. We're gonna make uh, 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 our own cobalt soundtrack and the belches. We gotta get after after you're done. We'll get Shelly to do a a whole entire. Yeah, kaleidoscope of sort belches. Of, I mean, it's been proven that voice acting is the road to success, right? <laughs> At least on the DMs Guild. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, it's true. I've been working with a voice, a voice coach point. for months. <laughs> ever since. <laughs> ever since. Someday I'll get there. <laughs> One day. I think the people in your game, though, I think like, you, could, pretty you could give them a run for their money. Yeah, we'll see. Stan. Wow. Stan's hard to. Oh, they're all awesome. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. All right. Anyway. This is much awesomeness. Much awesomeness. Much awesomeness. Thank you so much for, for coming by. Yeah. Uh, Always a pleasure. Again. This will go up in a few weeks. And uh, uh, I think we went through, but if you want to just give a quick, where, where can everybody find stuff about Cobalt Press? Sure. Well, cobaltpress.com is the easiest place, but we're also on Twitter, at Cobalt Press. And we're on Facebook, which is like, whatever, facebook.com, whack, Cobalt Press. It's really obscure. And but people go to it, and people love it. They yeah, like it. they that, like it a lot. They do. That Facebook stuff is kind of nice. And uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> I like what they're doing over there. I like it. It's good. It's shiny, <laughs> dazzling. Uh, that's where we announce our contests. We also do uh, a oh, newsletter. That's good to know. Yeah, we do a Cobalt Courier newsletter, which is really hard to sign up for because we don't want too many people on it <laughs> getting on the contest. You have to go to the very bottom of the Cobalt Press homepage. And there's a tiny little black box that says, no, I really do want to sign up for your newsletter. And that's how you do it. There's like no other way to get on. I feel like this is like a, a meeting you've had at the, <laughs> the Cobalt Press offices. Be Have like, I spoken to my web developer about this? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> don't really want you to sign up for if it. But li- if you must find news about us. If you must. On a regular Gosh. basis. I really want to get on our contest and be our next game designer. Well, DM's you know Guild. what? How bad do they want it? Yeah, see? I'm willing to scroll to find... all the way to the bottom of the page. It's like the talent agencies. You want them to, you know, to go those those extra steps. Yes. Yeah, I see that. If you want to learn Kung Fu, you're going to need to sit outside this door and hear no a lot. A lot. A lot. So that's also true for Cobalt Press. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get you on in a few months again. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome to miss. Always happy to. Yeah. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank no you. No problem. Thank yeah. you. I really like that Wolfgang guy. <laughs> I cannot wait to have him back again. <laughs> he is really. Uh, it's fun to have on. He, I, I feel like he's a fr- like like we said in the opening, a friend of the show. He is a friend of the show now. Yeah, it's officially been two times, yeah. and that's all you need. We'll see if he comes back for a third time, but. I know. Well, the ringer that you put him through, I talking know. about well, uh, all of your drug use. I don't think I I he, he looked a little bit scared. Okay, I never ever said my drug use ever. People's drug use. <laughs> Let's be clear. You did talk about margaritas, though, at one point. Not a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Bang to differ on that one. There's a lot of sugar, and Erin, my wife, has said that sugar is a drug. 
It is a drug. And actually, margaritas, I, I don't drink margaritas usually. Uh-huh. And I was peer pressured. <laughs> I was at this Mexican restaurant and a bunch of people were all, and all I wanted was a Corona light. It was like a hot day and I just wanted a beer and I tried not to have big sugary drinks. Corona light. And everybody was like, margarita, 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 margarita. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to be the only one. Like, like I care. Like, who cares? Who, 40-something-year-old woman. I care what people the think. The bartender about. would have been like, sweet. Don't have to make yeah. a margarita. And I was like, it got to me. And I was like, margarita. Oh, and I was so angry at myself. And I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then I said something like, oh, you know, like, I probably should have ordered a Corona Light. And then somebody at the table went, oh, Corona Light. That actually sounds great. Changed mine to a Corona Light. And then three other people went to Corona Lights. And I was like, oh. No, I can't change my mind again. Oh, this is the so worst got, like social anxiety then, story I know, ever. It's, like, it's so stupid because then I somehow learned a few days later that if if anyone knows anything about Weight Watchers points, which I'm sure you both do, we'll get into that in another another podcast. It was like 28 points or something. It was just like one friggin' margarita. One margarita was, like was my, 28 points. Yeah, I was like, that's that's, that's never like, gonna happen again. That's like three days. <laughs> it's like a day. Like a whole day, really, of points. Uh, I don't Not know about you, but I only have 10 points a day. <laughs> oh, okay, we need to talk. <laughs> You're literally starving yourself. This is why you blow away in a breeze. Yeah, well, I don't want that dad bod. No. I guess that's a bad thing. I don't yeah, know. you got to Google that shit. I don't, yeah. Google it. Safe search on. But don't Google it at work. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Safe search yeah. on because yeah. there could be some amazing pictures. Uh, okay. <laughs> That was a pretty good anyway. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, sidetrack. Just really still bothered by this. Yeah. Don't well, be peer pressured like that. If you want Corona Light, have it. Let's go to the bar after this and get a Corona Light. I need a redo. Yeah. Yeah. Redo and then like transport back like when you're on vacation. Cancel out those twenty eight points. We can do this. We can do this together. Well, anyway. thank you. If you, I, I, I hesitate to say to give us a re- reading, yeah. a rating and Don't review. Don't base your rating and review on that last conversation. After our points discussion. <laughs> Uh, but if you do it does help us out and gives us uh, some more discoverability that's a word in this in this time time and age the discoverability of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Dragon Talk podcast that's Dragon Talk (laughs) discoverability discoverability that's that's what dragons would say it's true Um, you can follow me on Twitter I'm at Greg Tito you can complain to me directly there about Shelly's antics if you'd like Uh, if you'd like to complain about my antics you can at Shelly Moo. That's right. Bring on the complaints. <laughs> and or the high fives. Or the high fives. We welcome the high fives. We do. The complaints? Meh. Direct message those complaints. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. It is a little bit embarrassing. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Keep it on the down low, please. Keep it on the down low. Yeah. I mean, be professional. Like, come on. Greg's <laughs> wife is on Twitter. It's true. It's embarrassing. I don't think she checks it, though. No? Yeah. So you can direct message her all you want. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We're a bit cray-cray today. Uh, it's, and we'll be... it's like 90 degrees outside. It is. Seattle, that's weird for yeah, us. Yeah, it's really weird. So uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll promise to be just as great. Bye. Bye. Sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry that you have to deal with us. I'm even more.